Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Thank you all for staying. You may be seated. In today's extra credit, we'll be covering words of power. This is the extra credit for our magic episode 104. Caleb, what are words of power? Words of power? Words are well, they're words that are powerful. I mean, there's not much else to say. It's what, a, like it's like a, naughty words. <laughs> yes, they're the words that your mother will slap you on the wrist for. I got a story. My father, uh, when he was younger, he said he went to his mom and he said, "Mom, I saw a really bad word written on the wall." And she goes, "What was it?" And he goes, "No, if I tell you, you'll hit me." She goes, "I won't hit you. Tell me what it was." He goes, "No, mom, it, I think it's really bad. Just tell me, Santo." Okay. The word is, and it was said the F word, and she smacked him right across the face. He's like, you said you wouldn't hit me. I didn't know it was that word. (laughs) Sailor talk. Yay, Italian family. So anyway, Words of Power is an alternate spell casting. It's an alternate way you do your spell. It was introduced in Ultimate Magic, and it's just a very flavorful and different way to cast spells. Paizo's always been about providing alternate rules, alternate rules for how armor works. Recently, their their Unchained book just gave a ton of different rules for a billion different things. Background skills, alignments. Paizo likes you to be able to customize for what you like to do. So, Words of Power, uh, kind of the lore of it is that there's words, there's magic that is so deep that it's just the word itself holds power. And when you combine different of these words of power, you can create spells and different magical things to happen. Mechanically, you have to choose to be a spellcaster at first level. Kind of like, you know, you have to choose an archetype at first level. You have to choose to be a, a, mag- a word caster at first level. Okay. I think there's a feat that allows you to dabble in words of power, but generally... You have to be either a normal caster or a Words of Power caster. Words of Power was not supported further beyond Ultimate Magic, so not every class that has magic has Words of Power. It's limited to the Alchemists, the Bard, the Inquisitors, Oracle, Sorcerers, Summoners, Clerics, Druids, Rangers, Paladins, Magi, Witches, and Wizards. Alchemists, so they, they like, drink the Words of Power? (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, we're actually not going to go through the specifics of each one. Each one handles it just a little bit differently, but we'll go over the general rule that they all follow. And we will talk about the two the two differences. You know how we have spontaneous casters and we have prepared casters? You mean like so sorcerer versus wizard? Right. Uh, the, the difference is what you would expect. At the beginning of the day, the prepared caster is going to craft his spells, combining different words of power. And meanwhile, a spontaneous caster like the sorcerer, he can do them during the day and just come up with them on the spot. So where do I, the player, find these words? Is this just a list of words in the book? Right. It's an ultimate magic if you have the book. If you don't have the book, we've mentioned this before. Paizo has a resource document online, the PSRD, uh, you can find online. Honestly, if you just type words of power pathfinder, you'll get like nine results and they all can help you with lists of the words, even how it works and all that, and the specifics for each of these classes. And how about as the player character? Where do they find the words of power? Oh, you know, I guess that's a that's a thing to be discussed in, in your backstory, I guess, you know. The sorcerer does have it in their blood, essentially, like that's the, the lore of the sorcerer. So you'd imagine maybe it was in your family history where meanwhile, the let's say the wizard, he got passed down a book or was taught by his father. These are words of power. Oh, uh, so what I mean is that um, do sorcerers still get like words per level and do wizards have to find words and write them down in their yes. workbook? book? 
That is correct. Okay. But everyone gets, as they level up, regardless if they found things to write down or not, they get certain spells that they're allowed to. You know, you get to pick a new spell at every level. That's where the specific rules come in. They start to pick up on in. the language. Yeah. There's actually, there is, I know I've mentioned a bunch of classes, but there's actually four categories that these specific rules. So there's actually four rules that you have to look at. There's a rule for alchemists that get their own rules. The rule for the bard, inquisitor, oracle, sorcerers, and summoners. They all have, follow one style. That the being spontaneous? No, just the specific way that it goes across to them. Okay. The clerics, druids, rangers, and paladins have their own category. And the magi, which is magis, plural, as, as Christian taught me, which is, <laughs> and wizards have their own uh, classes to understand it. But don't worry about the specifics. We're going to get into the generalities, yet yeah, you can do it with anybody. Uh, and then you can get the specific as, as you see fit. So the word caster still has spell slots, just like other members of his class, but he uses them differently. Each spell slot holds a word spell. Or allows a wordcaster to arrange a number of words of power into one. The level of the wordcaster's word spell is determined by the arrangement of words. Each word of power has a level associated with it, and in some cases restrictions on what other words can be arranged in a word spell with it. The levels of a word is also the minimum level of the spell slot that can be used to arrange that word into a spell. So we'll get into more detail later, but if, say, you comprise your, your magic spell with three words of power and they're each level one, you now have a level three spell. But if it's one's level zero and one's level two and one's level three, now you have a level five spell. You understand? So the words don't have to be combined necessarily. They can operate as a solo word. No, they do have to be combined. Because so I couldn't use just like one level one word? No, yeah, you can't do that. To get a level one, you might have a level zero, a level zero, and a level one word oh, all okay. combined. Right. But uh, that what what a great and skilled transition, almost as a professional podcaster would do, into the next thing I want to talk about, which is what are these different words? Um, each word is each word spell. That's what we call them. That's what we call them for the future. Instead of just a spell called a word spell, each word spell is made up of an arrangement of two or more words of power, including one target word, one or more effect words, and possibly a number of meta words. So, what are each of these things? A target word determines the range of a word spell, how it manifests, and where it can, and what it can affect. If the world's, if the word, if the world spell, if the <laughs> word spell has an area, it affects every creature in the area defined by the target word. If it has targets, it affects a specific target described by its word. And a word spell can only have one target word. This is kind of replaces the, say the paladin has a spell that's a personal spell, or it's a range of 25 feet burst, that kind of thing. That's what target word does. The whole idea of words of power is that you can customize to create spells. So if I want a spell that affects one guy, I'm going to pick a target word that affects one person. So if I'm looking at like a non-word spell, if I'm looking at a regular spell, the analog to this would be that entire section on the top of the spell that says how far it goes, yes. who it targets. I'm basically picking that with my target word. Mm -hmm. Now we're not going to do this with each type of word but there's only a few target words so i'm going to go over them just so you have an idea of what we mean there's personal which obviously has no range it's only on you there's selected which has a range of close and this only targets a single target within range and it kind of kind of like does like the rain the ray range touch attack or a melee touch attack with no range that kind of thing there's barrier which has a range of close but this creates a visible barrier that is 10 feet long per caster level and 10 feet high this is where you can create like a lot of those cool wall spells and creatures touching or passing through the barrier are subject to the spell's effect so if you want to create we'll do this later we'll create some common spells using words of power but like if you want to make a flame wall barrier would be your target word there's burst which has a range of close 
And this affects everything it catches in a 10-foot radius burst. This has been like you'd pick like for the, the fireball sort of thing. There's cone, which, I mean, I don't need to describe. A lot of, like, dragons have a breath attack that affects a cone-shaped burst. Uh, and that's a range of 10 feet. And then there's a line, which is a range of 20 feet, and it's just a straight line of 20 feet from you to whatever target you've picked. Now, um, for reference, were those all level 0 um, target mm, words? No. Personal selected and cone were level 0. Burst and line were level 1. Barrier was level 3. So a lot of these effects you wouldn't be using until later level. It's just like you don't get a wall spell as a level 1 wizard. Correct. You have to be at least level 3. <laughs> just to make a wall that doesn't do anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look, guys, wall. <laughs> now, the next thing we're getting into, which I'm not going to go over every specific one because there's a lot, is the effect word. So we've got your target word, what I'm going to hit. Effect word, what is going to happen? So effect words determine what effect a word spell has when cast. They also determine the schools of the word spell and its duration, saving throw and spell resistance, if any. A word spell can have more than one effect word, even ones from different schools of magic. The maximum level of the effect words contained within a word spell depends on the level of the spell slot used and the number of words arranged in the word spell. For example, a fifth level word spell might include one fifth level effect word, two thir- two third level effect words, or three second level effect words. Now I know what you're saying. Some of that adds up to six. It does. It's not a one to one ratio. Earlier I was simplifying things by saying a zero one and a zero, but uh, there's like a little table that you can see that says when you add these levels, how they actually uh, determine. So a fifth level word spell can have two third level effect words. Oh, so according to the table, a, a first level word spell can never have more than one word in it. One effect word. Oh, okay. It has to so have more than one word. specifically the effect words that kind of mess with the one-to-one ratio. Right. And later on, as you level up, you can add more to it. But it will no longer be a level one spell. Right. So now this is this is the, the chunk of it. Um, so each... If effect words are split into groups of similar words, a word spell typically cannot have more than one effect word from the same group, but there are exceptions. A word spell can have more than one word from the detection group, but cannot have a word spell with an effect word from the detection group and an effect word from any other group. It's very weird and specific. You see on the table. Uh, but this is essentially like if I wanted to make my fireball and, and I picked the, the target word of burst, I think it was. Yeah, burst. And my effect word would probably be something fire-based. Then it's in the evocation school. So just to give an, an idea of what some of these effect words do, you have stuff like accelerate, you have stuff like blind effect word, you have stuff like dimensional hop effect words. These are basically mimicking a lot of the effects of actual spells, just they don't have the enforced targeting parameters that normal spells have. You choose the target and you can also add on these metal words as we're going to learn. And there's just so many. This is what allows you to kind of create spells that Maybe you can't find in the normal spell list because you can really kind of create things and combine things to make really interesting things. You were noticing some gravity words. Yeah, uh, lift being one of the ones I noticed. Um, just to read the stat block of the lift effect word, it's from the transmutation school. It's a level zero word for all the different types of casting it. Ah, but it has some restrictions. Um, turns out you can't just throw words together. The lift gravity cannot be targeted personal. So you cannot use the personal targeting word with the lift effect word. 
and the description of the lift word is, This effect word grants the caster the ability to lift and move non-magical objects weighing up to 5 pounds at a distance of up to 25 feet plus 5 feet per two caster levels. Objects moved by this effect can be moved up to 15 feet per round and cannot be used to make attacks. So it's kind of like Mage Hand. Exactly. And when you heard Christian go through that, it's each word has those things listed what their duration is what their school is what level spell it is if there's a saving throw if there's spell resistance and if it has any sort of restrictions and this is how you know whether or not some words can be combined with different target words and the like so this is the meat of your spell this is what is actually happening to the person or the thing you're pointing at (laughs) saying i want you to feel pain or i want you to lift into the air whatever it is and there's tons and tons of words I am disappointed, honestly, that Paizo didn't continue to support this. I would love to see new words come out in different books and things. I would love to see different classes, uh, such as like the Arcanist have words of power. Uh, but I guess it just wasn't popular. For whatever reason, they just discontinued supporting it anyway. But it certainly is still available in the rule set to use. I mean, I can kind of see why. This seems like a lot of upkeep. There's, like you said, there's so many words. Like, I'm looking at this list, there's got to be, like, a hundred effect words somewhere but honestly, that. I get just as overwhelmed when I'm, as a cleric, looking through all the spells I could possibly cast that day. And I'm like, uh... It'd but, be you don't in- have to, but you have to worry about with these is that how they operate with other effect words. You have to keep up that list of, well, this can't work with these kind of words, and this can't work with these kind of words. You have to worry about, like, okay, we put in this effect word. Is there some way they can horribly break the game if we don't put some <laughs> sort of restriction on it? Right, but I think that you have to keep that in mind when you have any spell. When you have, if you want to use Mage Hand, you have to keep in mind, well, I can't lift things that are over five feet, right? Or over five pounds. <laughs> over five feet. It's just the length. It doesn't matter the weight. It could be the most dense object in the world. As long as it's only five feet, we can lift it. Uh, I think it's the same kind of sort of memorization. And you write down your favorite word spells. If you've recreated a fireball, you keep those, you write that down, and you note that it's a level whatever spell, and you use it constantly. It's like one of your favorite things. But let's get let's get on to the next thing. Let's talk about meta words. This uh, is kind of like meta magic here. This this word modifies the word spell in some way, often by increasing either its duration, range, or components. Remember when we went over the target words? It was very limited. Like a range of close is a twenty five feet plus five feet per two levels. But what if I want to increase that range? You add a distance. A, I'm sorry, a range meta word on it. Uh, you can also boost certain target or effect words, changing the word spell's overall effect. Unlike with other words, a word caster can only use meta words a number of times per day, equal to half his caster level in his word casting class. So word spell doesn't need to contain a meta word, and only a certain amount of them per day can. Uh, you can have multiple meta words arranged within the same word spell, so uh, so long as each target word and each effect word are modified by only one meta word apiece. I cannot make uh, one effect word has nine different meta words to make it the ultimate fireball that consumes the atmosphere, right? It's not happening. Uh, so for example, a word spell range with two effect words could have up to three meta words, so long as each meta word modifies a different target and effect word. So this obviously being the analog to meta magic feats. Right. But you can also just use meta magic feats. This is not removed. You can use meta magic feats on your spells. Oh, and it increases really? them their levels by the way it would a normal spell. So if I don't know, let's just pick an example. Um so a if you use the maximize spell meta meta magic, you increase that spell by 3 levels. Yeah, looking at the list of meta words right now, and there's a lot of ones that kind of mimic 
ones we know already exist. There's the penetrating metamagic word, which increases your ability to penetrate spell resistance. There's uh, distance, which I think is also called the distance metamagic. The one I find really interesting is that there's a quiet meta word, which is the silence spell analog. So you could cast word spells without verbal components. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think about that. You think them, the words are so powerful that even in thought form. <laughs> but um, there's there's one I want to go over, and it's boost. Some words, some meta words, say that they can be modified by boost. It'll say, if boosted, will do. It's a level zero meta magic. And what you might say, oh, no, that's broken. I'll just boost. Why wouldn't I boost a spell? Remember, you can only add a certain number of meta magic words a day. But if you boost it, it increases some sort of effect. So let me give you an example. Um, there is a healing effect word that is called the Elder Cure word. And what it normally does is uh, the target of this word spell is cured 4d6 points of damage plus one point per caster level. If you use the boost word, if you use one of your uses of meta words to apply the boost word to the spell or this effect word, the target is instead cured of 4d8 points of damage plus one point per caster level. So not a huge difference. It goes from 4d6 to 4d8. But it's 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 trying to kind of like now you have cure moderate wounds a little. You know, understand? Another one with a bit more of a powerful effect is the decelerate effect word, which is kind of like the analog to slow. It staggers someone and they get a saving throw every round to try and get rid of the slowing effect. If you boost the decelerate effect word, they no longer receive additional saving throws every turn. If they fail the original saving throw, they're just staggered for the duration of the effect word. So it definitely it makes some cool, you can expand things in some interesting ways, adds a whole nother layer. But not every word has a boost uh, onto it. You gotta check and make sure you don't boost something that can't be boosted. <laughs> So now that we understand casting, uh, now now that we understand word spells, let's talk about how you cast them. Casting a word spell is similar to casting a standard spell. Each word spell is assumed to have a material, somatic, and verbal component. So even though these words have power, you still need to make movements, you still need to use material. Divine casters use this, using the system must provide a divine focus instead of a material component. So the cleric is using his holy symbol, that kind of thing. Word spells take one standard action to cast and provoke attacks of opportunity as normal, unless the caster casts the word spell defensively. The DC for any saving throw called for by the word spell is calculated the same way as for any other spell that level. And a word spell can be dispelled and disrupted and casting one provokes attacks of opportunity. So it's kind of just like a spell. Yep. <laughs> uh, there are different rules on how to counter spell using words of power we're not going to go over them but you can look them Thank up if you're goodness. really interested if you've listened to some of our other episodes especially the ones on the arcanist which is a class that came out with the advanced class guide he is somebody that if you're really interested in counterspelling give him a look he he makes it viable and almost fun in a way counterspelling the arcanist is not supported for uh words of power right correct so you can cast a word spell with multiple words that have different schools say you have one of the words is evocation another one of the words is necromancy if you happen to have both spell focus necromancy and spell focus evocation you can't double up on them you have to pick one of the schools and the word spell is treated as one of those schools right for the spell focus Right. But you can take penalties based on schools more than once. So, for example, if a target has a bonus on saving throws against necromancy and illusion spells, that character will add both those bonuses on the saving throw if the word spells both of those schools. So you you don't benefit from having two spell-focused schools, and you do get a detriment if your opponent gets a benefit against two of your, spe- your schools. Ow. 
Yeah, that's the big. That's probably one of the uh, things you got to worry most about. But I don't see the 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 double school. Usually, you pick one school that you're really good at. Right. So it's about saving throws. The type of a saving throw for a word spell is determined by the highest level effect word used that allows a saving throw. So if the save is successful, it applies to both effect words, but the result for each word can vary based on the individual word. If the save fails, the target takes the full effect of both words. The save DC is equal to 10 plus the word spell's level, not the effect word's level, plus the word caster spell casting ability score modifier. If you're using two effect words that have, like, one stronger than the other, it's like they're making the save just against the stronger one. Right, yeah, not the lower one. But they are still saving versus both of their effects. Right. Which use, means use if they the, fail, they fail versus, versus both the effect. But when it comes to determining the numbers, you're using the higher of the two. It makes sense. If I'm firing something that has an effect word that involves fire and then something else, they still have to, whether or not they reflex dodge that thing of fire, makes sense. They don't, there's not a fire thing and then a shrinking spell that comes after it, right? It's all in one magical thing. Right. There is rules about magic item creation. We're not going to go over them. They actually have some really great examples on the website and in the book. Look them up if you're really interested in creating magic items using words of power. Similarly to the saving throw, if you have a word spell that uses multiple effect words, if any of those words allow spell resistance, the entire word spell now applies spell resistance. You have to make a spell resistance check just to affect that creature. A word spell will only ignore spell resistance if each and every word of that word spell ignores spell resistance. Let's talk about multiple effect words and damage. If more than one effect word causes the word spell to deal damage, the total number of dice of damage the word spell can deal can be no greater than the word spell's caster level. The caster can decide which dice belong to which effect word in any combination, so long as the total number does not exceed his word caster level and the number of dice allocated to a specific effect word does not exceed its maximum. What is that in plain English, Christian? Well, I mean, I think that was a good descriptor of it. You basically can't exceed your caster level in dice rolled. So if you just happen to combine a bunch of effect words and you'd, you're, let's say you're a 10th level caster and you'd end up rolling 11 or more dice, you have to cut out some of those dice. And you get to choose from which effect word it cuts out. Yeah. Gotcha. And if you happen to have multiple effect words and they all have durations, you have to use the shortest of all the effect durations out of all your effect words. Right. So you can't, like, try to extend something that's one round a level and tax something that's an hour a level on top of it and be like, oh, so now they're, for an hour a level instead of one round a level, they're stunned, right? <laughs> now, there are three feats that are magic, words of power specific. There's Experimental Spellcaster. Uh, this is the one I talked about earlier, where you get to dabble in the art of word casting. You select one class that grants you the ability to cast spells. You can now use the slots from that class to cast, from that class to cast a limited number of words of power spells. And all of the target words to your spell list in your spell book, familiar, or list of spells known. In addition, add the boost meta word and one effect word of any level you can cast in the chosen class. And you can take this over and over again, taking more, uh, two more effect words and meta or meta words for your spell book or list of spell known. This is, I don't know if I would do this unless there was like one low level word combination or a couple that I really liked. This is, um, I don't know. It's, it's a rough one. If you can already cast spells, you might not want to 
change to dabble in this. It'd be a nice way to test it if you or your DM were unsure about including word spells. You can be like, okay, so we'll just try this small version of word casting and see how it goes. Oh, and then we'll decide point. if we actually want to try it for the campaign in its entirety. That's a good point. Uh, there's extra word where you uncover a new word of power. You add one effect word from your class's word list to your list of words known. You may instead add two words from your class's word list to your list of words known, but both of these words must be at least one level lower than the highest level word spell you can cast in that class. And once made, these choices cannot be changed. And then there's meta word mastery. You're skilled at using meta words to enhance your word casting ability. You get to uh, you get to use you get to use meta words three additional times per day. In addition, oh. you get to select one additional meta word and add it to your spellbook, familiar or list of words known. That seems really good. What was uh, how many meta words do you normally get per day? What was the number I on that? Don't remember. Half your caster level. Oh wow, that's really good. Yeah, you only get three once you have uh, six caster levels, so that seems really good. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you're using a lot of boost spells, or you just are finding that you're all just falling a little bit weak, and you need to change them up with meta. Definitely, it's something to look at. I'd probably get this before I'd get an actual meta magic feat for wordcasters, of course. Now, multiclassing is incredibly difficult when it comes to multiple words of power casters. Uh, you have to keep words separate for each class. And it's just something that I wouldn't recommend doing, but there are rules to allow you to multiclass if you really want to with words of power. Yeah, this was already a complicated system. Adding restrictions for multiclassing seems like it would kind of just like drive it straight through the window in terms of complication. Right. I um I really do enjoy this set, and while I have created characters, I've created NPCs, a, a main villain that used this, I've yet to actually get a chance to play one of the characters I've made with Words of Power, and I'm excited to some point in the future uh, run one Words of Power caster. Uh, I really do like the flexibility. I Sometimes you just feel like, man, just give me a prepared spell. I don't want to have to combine things. But a lot of times, as a GM, and I think you can relate, Christian, I like to create things. So I right. like to be able to kind of customize and create uh, different spells using this system. What are your feelings on this system? I mean, I feel a lot of the same way. I really like the custom ability. I like the idea that you can just create new spells on the fly. The one thing that really, every time I look at this, the one that really kills me on this and that kind of stops me from trying it is there's so many restrictions to keep track of unless mm. I'm like, I have like Hero Lab immediately in front of me and I take a lot of time to study all the words. It's very easy to mess up combining a lot of words. You can go to cast a spell and then be like, oh, whoops, I'm not allowed to combine those two words. This this specifically has a restriction on being this kind of effect word. This is definitely something that I think is another illustration of Pathfinder is a bit complicated. Software is helpful. <laughs> yeah. uh, when I made my wordcaster, I used Hero Lab, which is a software that helps you character create and it, and it made it uh help uh, easy and, and simple but i understand where you're coming from and i agree you know it's there's a lot of things to keep track of you've got to be willing to do that if you're going to be a word caster please do not throw that all on your gm if you're going to be a word caster don't be like oh well he'll tell me what's wrong or what's right <laughs> like i wouldn't let anyone except the most experienced players use the word casting system i think a lot of my players i think would have trouble with just the regular spell casting system and sometimes make mistakes with that this i think is twice as complicated so we're gonna we're gonna round out this episode with a couple just custom spells that we'll create uh and just interesting things we thought was cool a quick little dabble in the word casting system so i'll start off with one i call buff out kind of like in fallout there's this 
pill you take and it makes you strong and you can carry more and do more damage and all that stuff. Uh, and I used the effect word perfect form, which the target of this word spell receives a plus four enhancement to strength, dexterity, and constitution. I have the selected target word and I added the meta word lengthy. So I cast this on an ally. He gets plus four to strength, dexterity, and constitution for two rounds per my level. So pretty much the whole combat encounter, he's going to be having these bonuses. So I'll cast this on like my fighter or something, or and he can start rocking things. And it ends up being a level four spell. Um, so I don't have a clever name for this one, but I was looking into the invisibility type uh, words of power. Um, and I find interesting is that they're ones that mimic invisibility and vanish are restricted to the selected target word and that means you can affect people within 30 uh 25 plus 5 feet per level with the selected target word if you don't boost it so just at level one if you want to chew up all your words of power and you have a rogue in the party and you really want to help them out you use the fade effect word with the selected uh targeting word and you spend a meta word to boost the fade and you spend a meta word to lengthen the fade normally um they would disappear for one round um that's the fade effect word if you boost the fade effect word they can attack or take offensive actions so they don't reappear if you cool so like a, what level spell is this this is only a level one effect word and boosting it does not increase the level but what's the level of the spell um the whole spell is going to be level one the selected the selected target word is a level zero uh targeting word the um lengthy metal word is a level zero metal word which doubles the duration. So um, if you have enough metal words to chew through, you can give your rogue invisibility for two rounds. Crying of greater invisibility for two rounds. And that's fantastic. That's like something akin to what something like a, a ninja, I'm not sure if a rogue, but I know a ninja can get way at level like 10 or 12 where they can be invisible for a long time. It's not quite as long, but it level uh, casting a level one spell to make him invisible for two rounds is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you could do that with the level two version of the word, but... Um, if it, which functions like greater invisibility, except I think it boosts it by like two levels if you do that, whereas this doesn't boost the level. Gotcha. So you can do it earlier. I made a spell I call Doom and Gloom. It has uh, an emanation target word, and I've boosted it, so it covers a larger area. And it has the Gloom effect word, which essentially covers an area in darkness, uh, and the Fire Blast effect word which is essentially the fireball that you do 1d6 of fire damage per caster level so in an area an explosion happens where there's fire and darkness and anyone who's in it gets burnt but nobody knew what happened because they just heard screaming <laughs> smelled burnt hair and what level is that it ends up being a level five spell oh, wow uh, i saw the effect word spook and i immediately wanted to make a spell called spooky scary skeletons, skeletons. yes 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 <laughs> by um using the spook scare word and the undeath or excuse me the spook effect word the and scare the word no i like that they're now called scare words <laughs> <laughs> and the undeath scare word to um summon skeletons and then make someone frightened for the duration of the skeleton being there but unfortunately the way the target selections are i would basically be scaring the skeleton i'm reanimating oh no because i can't make them target they both have to be the selected targeting word right so they both have to choose the same target right gotcha yeah uh, it's it's so disappointing. I almost had spooky, scary skeletons. Oh man, I do. I like we've set a precedent here today, though. Any necromancy school is not an effect word. It's a spook word. <laughs> uh, I made one called gamble, and it's a sure darn real good gamble because it's a level six spell. But here's what it does: it's a selected target word. 
It has the simple order effect word, which the target of this uh, effect word must follow one of five simple commands like approach, drop, yada, yada, yada. The accelerate effect word, which I've boosted, uh, which the target of this effect word can take one additional move action each turn. And with it boosted, it can do cool stuff with a full attack. And dimensional hop, which this teleports willing targets to another location within line of sight of the caster. So what I'm doing here is I target an enemy and I give him the simple order of approach, pick like a cliff or something, and teleport him as close as I can to it with my dimensional hop. And with his boosted accelerate, he'll just like fly off of that cliff, run as quick as he can. <laughs> it's a gamble because if I fail, he's boosted, but he's not under any orders. <laughs> and I've just boosted an enemy. Unless I think maybe he has to save birth. Maybe he'll fail versus both of them, I think, are the rules, actually. Now that I think about it, uh, he won't be accelerated, but not hopping or receiving the order. But that's my intention, to get this guy to walk off that cliff. Uh, the last spell I made, I call Burning Speed. I use the <laughs> Burning Flash effect word in combination with the Dash effect word. Uh, the Burning Flash effect word makes you take fire damage, like 1d4 per level, and the Dash makes you increase your base land speed by 30 feet for the duration of the word, and then the target is personal, so you light yourself on fire and run really fast. <laughs> this is like Super Mario 64 when you fall in lava and you go, Hoo-hoo, and you run like a million miles an hour. <laughs> I like it. It's, if you can get some sort of fire trail going on, you'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm sure there is some way. I, I made this as a joke. There's an old Guild Wars character I had that did exactly this. Oh, no. lit, lit themselves on fire and then ran at the enemy, and it was incredibly effective. My final one I call Stand There and Die. It's a level 6 spell. It's got the selected targeted word. It's got boosted bleeding wounds, which means they take 1d3 hit points of bleed damage each turn. And it has the paralyzed creature effect word. So he is, if, if he fails his save, he is paralyzed and just starts bleeding out for a while. And I've given it the manifestation uh, meta word so that I can change um, the saving throw. So instead of will, if depending on the opponent, if I know, oh, this guy's definitely got a bad reflex save or whatever, I can throw it to reflex. So I can change it to what I think the opponent is going to be weakest at. Maybe with a knowledge check or something. Take that, super awesome big bad guy. You just have to sit there. <laughs> and bleed. And bleed. <laughs> All right, those are just some fun words we came up with like in 10 minutes. We didn't even do a lot of research. You guys can come with a variety of words using this method. So now you know a new method to cast spells with some of the uh, base classes and, and the standard classes. Thank you all for staying for extra credit and classes dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our site, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. <laughs>